When you know that you are queer, but your favorite drink is beer, that's gayish. You can bottom without stopping, but you can't stop going shopping, that's gayish. Oh, gayish, you're probably gayish. Well, life's just too short for narrow stereotypes, so oh, it's gayish. We're also gayish. It's gayish with Mike and Kyle. Hello, everyone in the podcast universe. This is Gayish. The podcast that doesn't try too hard and is still somehow doing okay, just like Joe Biden. <laughs> oh, Uncle Joe. <laughs> and we kiss so many of our friends on the faces, too. Oh, I just want like half of them to drop out right now <laughs> so that I can actually remember them all at yeah. the very least. Yeah, agreed. Uh, I'm Mike Johnson. I'm Kyle Getz. And we're here to bridge the gap between sexuality and actuality. And today, we're going to talk about strippers. Strippers. <laughs> You put on your gruff voice, you're like, <laughs> cool, sexy stripper voice. Yeah. Strippers. Take off your clothes. Um, but before that, yep. uh, I want to But think, first. Oh, right. That's what we usually say. <laughs> but first. That's why that felt weird. Yeah. <laughs> we really have our shit together today, don't I, we? I, just, I want to start a new thing where it's like, prior to that discussion, like <laughs> we just get real fancy all of a sudden. Yes. yes um. Yes, yes. Uh, I want to thank two of our Patreon members. Great. John Zausch. John Zausch? Can you spell it? No. No? <laughs> uh, Z-A-U-C-H-E. Like Gosh? Zosh? Zausch? Zachi? Yeah. Zaki? John. John Z. Uh, and uh, thank you also to Nammer. 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 That's it? That's it. Nammer. Nammer. I'm enamored with Namor. <laughs> Stupid, I hate it. Okay, um, <laughs> thank you to Patreons. You're great. Thank you, you're great. Also, before we start, I have a correction. Oh, I do too. Oh, you do? Yeah. Okay. Do you want me to do mine first? Yeah, you sure. Do first. You, you go. Correction. Neil Sedaka is alive. Oh, that wasn't mine. I said he was dead. He is not dead. He's very much alive. He's very, very old. And you're still pronouncing his name wrong. Sedaka? Saduka? Sadaka. Sadukan. Well, I, I still don't know who this is. Did you tell me who this is? I clearly don't know who it is, or I wouldn't. He's he's the one that sang Breaking Up Is Hard To Do. Oh. It was the song that we listened to for a little bit on the last episode. Yeah, got it. And uh, I said he was dead. Mm. He's not dead. I mean... You... He's not dead, but my shits for caring about him are. <laughs> um, okay. <laughs> <laughs> My correction, I don't know if it's a correction, there, I've read since we talked about on the Patreon bonus episode yep. about the AI that reads your face and tells you if you're gay or not, yep. there's another study that tried to confirm that and what this guy Lunar did um, is fly to the moon. No, um, is... Fly me to the moon. Did Nadal Sadikas sing that too? No, this is um, Sinatra. Um, okay, so <laughs> what he did... <laughs> just exists in disappointment now. Um, uh, when he replicated the study, another thing that he did, or tried to replicate the study, um, he was able to, but he also then blurred out the, some of the faces and tried to see if that could tell if people were gay or straight. Okay. And it could. So there's an element that is possible that things like lighting, uh, like the photo quality itself, yeah, will give an indication. Yeah, because gays are vapid. Gays are vapid. They definitely have a filter <laughs> applied. Whichever one brightens up their face and makes them look more fuckable. Or, or gay people have blurry faces. Or... <laughs> 
<laughs> if your face looks a little blurry, <laughs> you might be gay. Yep. Um, cool. That's oh, what it's I still have. terrifying. Just the fact that like artificial intelligence is looking at pictures at all and <laughs> making determinations is just that's just terrifying. Yeah, I agree. I hate it. But remember, we're trying to get on the side of the computer overlords. Oh, that's right. We're fine with you. We love you. You do good things to us and we'll do them to you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Fuck me, data. <laughs> not, we don't. We can't have this discussion again. <laughs> but it's so it's great. I just nev- I can't believe that I didn't think about it before we talked about it. That's all. I'm obsessed. Okay. okay. You want to okay. do some news? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, please. Okay. So the first thing we need to talk about is that the uh, state of North Carolina by executive. We're, we still let them be a state? Yeah, they're North still North. a state. Huh. Yep, for now. Cool. But North Carolina Governor Roy Cooper has signed an executive order that bans the use of state funding for conversion therapy. Yeah, okay. I mean, it's a good thing. Yeah. Like, it's always a mixed bag of like you like progress and that's good but at the same time there's so much more that needs to happen so it's like yeah well and he doesn't have the power to ban conversion therapy altogether Mm -hmm. the limit of his power is to stop spending state money on it which is progress yeah right yeah um totally he's a democrat of course (laughs) um he's been um governor since 2016 i think being a republican is gay conversion therapy (laughs) (laughs) i think they think i think that's part of the step like zap your balls while you're looking at gay porn and then become a republican and you'll be so straight yep absolutely i agree (laughs) i now i'm thinking about his balls (laughs) (laughs) and them being electrocuted this democrat guy yeah is he cute oh how do you describe what you think his balls would look like (laughs) He's got a daddy thing going for him. So you think like just really thick, sturdy balls, like balls you could rest your hat on? I think he's got like in a, a below average penis and then just like giant testicles. Like he's disproportionate. <laughs> like he would fuck you better with his balls than he would with your dick. With yeah. His dick. yeah. Yeah. It just has that look about him. Okay. I don't even know what that means. <laughs> we should ask the AI. Hey, can you identify can you, how big is this person's junk? <laughs> Crawl all of these different pictures of pants and tell us how big the dick is underneath them based on lighting, shade. Oh, God. Well, it is it is the first time a state south of the Mason-Dixon line has ever taken statewide action on conversion therapy. Hmm. So maybe, maybe there's hope. There's hope. Cool. Moving on? Yeah. Okay. Uh, there is no hope. That's okay. The next story. No. Wait. Isn't that the like the motto for one of the Star Wars movies? <laughs> Star Wars Episode there, 1 There is no there hope. There is no hope. <laughs> oh shit. Okay. Uh Fox News pundit Eric Erickson. What? Eric Erickson. Eric Erickson. You're not real. Um he hosts a right-wing radio show and or what Fox calls a show yeah, right. <laughs> yeah um he has been lashing out at democratic presidential hopeful pete Buttigieg for not repenting for his sexuality obviously yeah um so pretty awesome in this blog he claimed that donald trump has more humility than pete <laughs> Buttigieg. 
and his sexuality is why. Here's his line of thinking. Quote, President Trump has said more than once he has never felt the need to repent for anything, but Pete Buttigieg is a practicing homosexual who willfully refuses to recognize Holy Scripture, identifies that as a sin. He will not repent either. There's a big difference, however, between these two unrepentant sinners. Donald Trump does not lecture Christians about their faith, and Buttigieg has made it a central part of his campaign. So yes, in that regard, President Trump has more humility than Buttigieg. Just President, so Trump and humility don't belong in the same sentence. Like, that's not, like, you're not even, it's just like basic information of like, you're not even attacking Trump for anything at that point. It's just like, he literally says he's the best at everything. So like, that's not, there's no. He literally has said he has nothing to repent for. He and God are good. I hope God like took her gloves off <laughs> and was ready to strangle him at that moment. Um, I do think it's interesting. Part of that is is true, right? Like Pete Buttigieg has talked a lot mm. about faith, and yeah. it is really is a, a central part of the way that he's branding himself for this election. Yeah. And I'm very interested to see how that plays, yeah. right? Because is is his otherwise heteronormative white bread wholesome relationship with his husband or spouse his husband and and his church can that undo the evangelical gays are icky yeah underpinnings of american culture although heteronormative that's a weird word to use for his husband his male husband right right homogeneous hetero i i think like when gay marriage was being legalized there was a lot of talk in the queer community about whether we would should even want that. Oh, yeah. Right? Like, do we want to have what's basically a male-female marriage? Do we want that codified? Like, is it... Are we just acting like straight people and yeah. happen, to not, happen to not be? But mm. everything else looks that way mm. right I just don't like the word heteronormative to, i feel like there's might be a different word like cook like he did he does have like everything else is kind of like cookie cutter standard default you know white american i just don't like the idea of calling someone who is in a gay relationship heteronormative that's like the opposite of heteronormative you don't think that that's how he's painting himself like as heteronormative as possible is he he i think he's trying to paint himself as like a lot of things like a war veteran and a Christian and like a lot of the ideal, supposedly ideal American things. But I think to have your husband with you is not at all heteronormative. Yeah. All right. I'll buy that. <laughs> this is not what, <laughs> this is not what we were talking about, but, <laughs> um, and then of course, Franklin Graham got it. That's gotta be like Billy's son, right? Franklin Graham. Did you make a joke or to say a serious? I can't tell. No, that's a serious oh, thing. Oh, okay. Um, it, is, it says that Buttigieg will face eternal damnation unless he repents his sexuality. Um, the Bible defines marriage as between a man and a woman, not two men, not two women. And no, it doesn't. God <laughs> fucking damn it. I don't yeah. understand. I don't understand the world we live in where you can just fucking make up a lie. Mm-hmm. Say it as many times in a row as you want to, and then it no longer even becomes questionable. Yeah. Yeah. And, and like when you throw, when you pull in a Bible in that, even if it is literally not in there, like it doesn't, it just doesn't matter. You can, you can, yeah, do or say whatever you want. You're correct that he's the son of Billy Graham. Mm. Thanks, Dan. All right. Last but not least. Okay. Am I, is there no hope again? 
Um, sort of. Okay. <laughs> okay. Um, so when I do the news, I have a lot of my go-tos that I hit to get ideas for stories to do. One of the ones that I always hit is Gay Star News. Gay Star News has been around for a while. And at the end of last week, they reported that they have to close effective immediately. Mm-hmm. They're, um, the site's no longer being updated. Quote, we don't know how long it will remain online, but but we will try to preserve it for as long as possible. And the reason why is actually super interesting to me. So it's these two dudes that, that, that founded it, and then they got a bunch of investors, and they've been trying to be a, a, a real news outlet for mm-hmm. queer issues. And it's apparently advertising is the problem. Their business model was primarily based on advertising. And because of Brexit, advertisers are pulling out mm-hmm. advertising budget all across the board, but especially in niche markets like gay stuff. Hmm. Like they're, they're, they're narrowing their, not narrowing, they're broadening their uh, advertising dollars to hit breadth as opposed to depth. Hmm. So why spend money on a queer publication when you can spend more money on advertisements on BBC that is everybody. Why does Brexit have anything to do with that? Because Brexit has created a lot of uncertainty about how UK businesses are going to fare when Brexit happens. Mm. That they're, oh, they're, so they're very, like preemptively cutting back on advertising because they might lose shit tons of money. There are very real fears that the UK is just going to collapse. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> when when Brexit happens. No, 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 don't worry. This Boris fella, yeah. he's going to he's going to get things in order. He's going to turn it all around. My god. That guy it just he just he looks like shit that you would find under the floor mat of your car. <laughs> I haven't cleaned this in a while. Oh, no. He looks like the cartoon version of himself. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yep. It's, yeah. Yep. It's goofy. Uh, anyway, so it might be saved. They did post an update a couple of days after that saying that things are moving quickly and people are still coming forward with plans to rescue Gay Star News in some form or another. Naturally, we will do all we can to make it happen. And we are grateful beyond measure for all those trying to help. So we'll Ooh. see. But at least for now... They're saying that they're that they're done and they're closing up shop and Gay Star News will be no more. And I'm real sad because I go there. They do a lot of my work for me. <laughs> we have to save them. <laughs> if we all pitch in. <laughs> what, let's start a Wikipedia campaign. If everyone pitches in three dollars, yeah, we will have to just, we get to stop showing you this stupid message. Yep, uh, that's it for the news. Strippers. You want to talk about strippers? Yeah, let's talk about strippers. Okay, Part is, of- okay. Are we even supposed to call them strippers? Is there some like exotic dancer is there some more pc way to say that because i feel like stripper doesn't exactly have the best of connotations oh uh a uh personnel with oversight over removing their clothing (laughs) for the enhancement of the joy of others (laughs) (laughs) i don't know i think i don't know i haven't heard a stripper i know like i mean pretty much any name especially in this kind of like industry like seems has a negative connotation, but I don't know what else you would exotic dancer. That does seem like the potential alternative. I'm a dancer. <laughs> I think, I think we could just go with strippers and strippers. <laughs> tell us what you think or don't. And we'll pay you. 
yeah <laughs> or whatever um, yeah uh but also part of the reason we wanted to do this is because the last one was a real heavy episode so we wanted to i'm gonna sex it up a little bit just do, do a little sexy time make a little bit lighter topic unless you come with something terrifying like there's nothing tend to do but there's nothing better to do after you've been crying than just go get fucking wasted yeah. and put money in somebody's well, pants this is like following right? the breakup <laughs> process um do you want to tell me something first sure Okay, so uh, just a little bit about history, which I know you love. Do I have to be here for this, or yeah. can you do this on your own? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to talk to you about the Condor Club. Um, okay. The Condor Club claims, a little bit without evidence, but claims to but, be... Hey, this is the world we live in. <laughs> ...the world's first topless and bottomless entertainment venue. Hmm. For men and women? Um, no, it's ladies. Oh. So... Mike, you're uh, taking this opportunity for us to talk about strippers to talk about lady strippers okay so my my mom <laughs> okay went and she went to texas to visit her ex person guy dude mm -hmm. and he listens to the show which oh, I think is boy. really really interesting <laughs> and his piece of feedback to her that she shared with me was that we should talk about boobs more so Yes, I'm going to take this opportunity wow. to talk about ladies. I don't think we've ever gotten that feedback. <laughs> I was like, well, we did a whole episode on boobs. Yeah, yeah. We thought we'd just like really just lock that in and got it taken care of. Okay. Um, so the club is in the North Beach section of San Francisco, California. It opened in 1964. It's at the corner of Broadway and Columbus. Are all does all the gay shit happen on Broadway in whatever city it is? Yes. Like Seattle, the gayerhood is more or less yeah, it's on built around Broadway. Yeah. Broadway is where all of the musicals are <laughs> in Manhattan. Um, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, the corner of Broadway and Columbus Avenue in San Francisco. So it, the whole like dancing thing started with this woman named Carol Dota. And there's a giant lit sign in front of the club that is her. It's a picture of her. And she went topless for the first time on June 19th, 1964. She would... Is this like when stripping started? This is the... Well, stripping has been around for a really long time. And it just not as like a venue. Hmm. Like, a, like this is where you go for that. Like you could hire uh, exotic dancers and there were belly dancers all throughout history for like, especially in the Middle East. And um, this was, at least they claim to be the first establishment where you go and this is what happens yeah. which i'm kind of surprised that it took until the 60s right huh, like, yeah and burlesque was a thing there's strip teases that were a thing but as like th this is the bar where this happens all the time yeah i think is their claim wow um so she she would there was a, a white piano that would f come down from the ceiling and she would be on it and then she would get naked she and and perform she went bottomless and the dancers performed fully nude on september 3rd 1969 which i just think is really funny that there's an exact date yeah. for like <laughs> this is the first time the jjs were shown um and then in uh, in 1972 bottomless nude dancing became illegal if establishments served alcohol but she continued to dance their topless until 1986 which so 22 years. Wait, you can go bottomless? Alcohol and bottomless was the problem? Bottomless nude dancing became illegal in establishments that served alcohol in that's, California in 1972. That's a weird line to draw. I mean, a lot of these things are like weird religious or whatever yeah. people's stupid opinions are about the body and sexuality. But like, bottom, like 
why are vaginas do, like oh i can drink alcohol around exposed boobs but once it's a vagina no 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 like yep. i'm gonna shove my straw in there or what i don't know what they think is gonna happen uh cecil adams who writes the straight dope uh, or at least used to for the washington there's a washington post maybe there's a newspaper that he wrote for for many many years but he made me familiar with the phrase uh pricks are pornographic tits are not hmm. and vaginas are very much pornographic but but breasts are hmm. not at least in some circles like in some yeah. modes of thinking or whatever yeah. do you remember you you lived here when all of this was happening there were the strip clubs in seattle there was the one um across the street from the pike place market that's mm -hmm. showgirls and yeah. then there was another one called the lusty lady that was heard of also that. also down there it was a it was uh, across the street from the four seasons what's now the four seasons there and uh, the lusty ladies for sure closed i think showgirls is still there Anyway, there was um, there was this big active push to fight against them because they are like right in the main central tourist part of Seattle. Yeah, they are right there. Not family friendly, etc. So the city of Seattle tried to pass an ordinance that said that um, you could you could only um, be you could only dance nude if the lights were on. They're like, yeah, we'll, we'll get them. Like, who wants to go watch strippers with all the lights on? That'll put a stop to it in like a sneaky kind of way. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't remember how all of that turned out because there was a legal challenge that like, no, you can't tell us what to do in that way. And and, uh, and I'm sure people were like, I still want to see naked ladies. That's fine. <laughs> Go ahead. Let's leave the lights fine. on. Turn the lights, <laughs> Turn on, the lights on and then take off your clothes. <laughs> do what you got to do. That's so weird. Yeah. Okay. But. Um, and it is it's it is rooted in this sort of puritanical nudity is bad. Yeah. Yeah. If we shine if we shine a light on the nudity, then people will realize how disgusting they are and leave. Or yeah. Because. There's probably boners, Kyle. Mm. I, know. I know. At a strip club. <laughs> I know. Have we no decency. <laughs> I know. Um, so, so the Condor Club, I will end with a just, I, I, I love it so much. A, I'm going to surprise you. So okay. in November of 1983, one of the bouncers, Jimmy Ferrozzo, and his girlfriend, exotic dancer Teresa Hill, decided after the club closed so after hours that they would bang on that white piano oh hot they accidentally hit the on switch the piano retracted into the ceiling and crushed them to death <gasps> oh god <laughs> wow i was not expecting that I, I know what a way to go right I mean, if you're going to pick a way fucking, fucking on a white piano while it like flies, you know, floats in the air towards heaven. Yeah. Yep. That's pretty. Oh, shit. And I bet. Oh, my God. When they first I now I'm imagining how they found this. Like, oh, did, wait, what? I lied to you. She survived. Oh, good. He was asphyxiated because oh. he was squished, but she was thin enough that <gasps> she didn't get crushed. So that poor girl is fucking this guy and he gets sandwiched and killed and she just has to lay there while he chokes to oh death. Oh my God, that's horrifying. <laughs> Stop laughing. I know, you I can't, just, that's how I deal so with really uncomfortable, uncomfortable things yeah. sometimes. <laughs> oh my God. And then, like, you can't just jump down from there. Like, how do you, oh God, that sounds like- Did like you a, have to wait till the next morning? Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Like, how do you, this is the worst Saw movie ever. <laughs> yep, yep. Um, yeah. That's well, it. That's the Condor Club and the horrible, horrible thing that happened there. Oh, thanks. But they claim to be the first, the first topless and bottomless entertainment venue. I'd say they could probably more confidently claim they were the first place to crush a man to death on a floating white <laughs> piano. Like that, that might be a more verifiable claim. Um, okay, what you got? What you got? 
Uh, I am going to tell you about the differences between male and female strippers. Penises and vaginas. Done. Next segment. Problem solved. (laughs) Okay, if boobs aren't pornographic, then men's boobs are definitely not pornographic. We're all cool with those. Which is weird. Which is very weird. Yeah, which is like you never think of until someone is like, but why? And then you're like, oh, because there's a lumpier or I don't know, like because milk or I don't I don't know. It's weird. I've seen some I've seen some moobs. Yeah. In my life. I don't know. I've been growing my own. <laughs> so I get it. <laughs> um, OK, so this is actually based on a study that, believe it or not, I went out of my lane a little bit and found a study to talk about. Great, um, yeah. It's called Exotic Dancers. Dancers, gender differences in societal reaction, subcultural ties, and conventional support. It is by Constant Bernard, Christian Gabriel, Leonel Descartes, Elizabeth Monkturner, Celestial, Jennifer Sherwood, and Thomas Tyree. Um, wow. It, so I figured it was just going to be one skeezy dude that really wanted a doctorate. But yeah. no, it turns out lots of people are interested in stripper stuff. Yeah, they, I mean, obviously you don't know based on names, but these are a lot of female names. Um, mm-hmm. So how do we trust this? Who let women do science? <laughs> did, <laughs> did we approve that? Or, or where's the man to tell me if this is okay? Okay to trust. Yeah, so it is. It's it, and I, I kind of like that. I know I shouldn't. That's, I guess I don't know. Weird, but like uh, having a woman study this. Yeah, it. Yeah. Okay. Uh, uh, this came out in the 2003 uh, Journal of Criminal Justice and Popular Culture. <laughs> okay. A fun mix of things. That's a fun journal. <laughs> yeah. Um. Okay. Before I say more about the study, they did like a review of existing studies that they had and a lot of them for like as early as the 60s, like they were like putting together all these studies. But in that section, one of the things that it said is dancing is a type of sex work. Interesting. Which I would never, I wouldn't put... I mean, we saw Showgirls and she did that weird blender move on him as a lap dance (laughs) and he came. Yep. Yep, but I don't think that was part of her job. <laughs> it might have been a job for him, but yeah, okay. I don't. Yeah, that was that was her, her private, her own personal private. Oh, you're right. She she ground on him at the in the back room. Yeah, but that wasn't sex. They didn't have sex. But he had an orgasm. Does, what what or, was it? Does orgasm just? I mean, I orgasmed on the bus the other day, but like I didn't have you sex had, with it. You had sex with the bus. Oh, okay. <laughs> biggest one i've had yet yeah or maybe with the driver you had sex even with if the we're driver. not well in that way it fits a lot of my other sexual encounters because we never made eye contact <laughs> okay <laughs> that was just really odd i would never have considered stripping sex work yeah. i mean i i understand sometimes that can go together but i still wouldn't have considered that so i don't know yeah there's a lot of dancing that isn't stripping that is kind of sexy yeah right like yeah yeah like lots of like Sia's dancers or Lady Gaga's dancers would bang. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, for sure. I don't know. Where should that line be? Go ahead. No, that wasn't my segment. No. I don't think. Um, so this was in Virginia because I, be- I guess a lot of studies like to be in Virginia. Um, they talked <laughs> to 56 respondents, uh, 16 male and 40 female, which apparently is the roughly the uh, gender distribution nationally for exotic dancing. Okay. So that's about 28% male, mm-hmm. which I wouldn't have known that was that many. Mm-hmm. Um, so they asked them about... I wonder how many of those 28% are gay versus straight and dance for women versus men. 
Go ahead. I wonder too. Yeah. Let's think about that. Okay. Um, so, uh, some of the findings, um, 75% of their friends and 65% of their significant others accepted their work. Um, Whoa, hold on. Mm-hmm. So there's a third of strippers whose partners, whose romantic relationship person mm-hmm. doesn't like mm-hmm. that they're a stripper. Mm-hmm. 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 That, yeah, that to me is... Don't, like, in general, not just in this space, don't be with somebody if you don't like their job. Yeah. Or, like, you, they don't, you don't have to love their job. You just have to support them in what they're doing. Like, yeah. 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 I don't. Yeah. I don't get that. That's like the Conways. Kellyanne and her husband. Oh, yeah. 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 Like he is a rabid Trump hater. Yeah. And of course, she's got his lips on her butthole. So she just repeats everything he says into her ass like a megaphone. Like, a, like that human centipede. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> why is this getting so weird? I okay. <laughs> um, uh, dancers reported that. So that was that was friends and relationships uh, for their family. They said that 46% of their family accepted this as a way to earn money. I mean, accept it or not, it is a way to earn money. I mean, yeah, <laughs> I reject the premise that money is exchange hands. Yeah. And um, 9% of family members were intolerant or repulsed by this line of work, which that, you know, I think maybe it's the word repulsed yeah. uh, or intolerance. Like just like your family, like this to me, we've talked a lot about not just your orientation. There are a lot of things people have to come out about. And this feels like, you know, one of those potential things someone would have to come out to their family about. Yep. And then potentially face the rejection. Well, I mean, clearly, you know, there are at least, you know, some people that get rejected because of that. I wonder how that percentage compares to, like, people's feelings about gay stuff. Mm, mm-hmm. And if it just proves that there's about half of humanity that is terrible. This just sucks. They just... <laughs> they hate they, everything <laughs> different that they don't approve of. And, they just go down the questionnaire, the survey they get, and they're like, disapprove, disapprove, right. disapprove. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. Um... <laughs> You're asking a lot of wondering questions yeah, that I, I don't have answers I to. I know. I'm so that's fun. Um, all of the male respondents said they felt community knowledge of their profession positively affected them. Interesting. Whereas only 62% of the female dancers felt a positive community support. Well, pr- probably because they're studly and they're slutty the girls are yeah, slutty, yeah, right like yeah, that's yeah. that's what it feels like anyway yeah. and i think uh, you know it talks a little bit about how women that are going to strip clubs it's more about an entertainment and men go for a variety of reasons but you know sexual so that again like because everything is about the man's point of view it's like well men view this as a sexual activity when it's someone they're into versus they can see women going there and just having fun and whatever and that affects the judgment of then the person they're observing and not which it should like affect our judgment of the person going (laughs) like not that it's fine to go but like we're casting all of that it's like the hypocrisy of that's horrible now let me go home and look at porn and jerk off you know like okay well yeah yeah, it's in that same space of like with 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 sex workers, right? Mm-hmm. And how there are a lot of jurisdictions that have stopped arresting the sex workers and have started to arrest the Johns instead, mm. right? Mm. Like it takes two to tango, yeah, right? Like why 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 is she the problem yeah. here? 
she's only able to do that because there are customers, yeah. right? Like, yeah. anyway. Yeah. Um, and uh, more women. And this could actually feed into that, like, lack of community support. Uh, more women than men rely on dancing for primary support, like money. Um, mm-hmm. uh, so a majority, 56% of uh, female respondents said they dance for a living to make a living, whereas 12% of men dance for a living. Hmm. Which like that's uh, that's a big chunk of men male dancers that are doing it not not to make money. That's yeah. not the reason they're doing it. Yeah. And actually, this is where it gets sexy. Sexy. This mm. is my sexy voice. Yeah. Are you turned on? <laughs> hey, everybody. Tell me your stuff, Kyle. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I can't. <laughs> that was a weird, almost like baby, soft baby, like, but somehow yeah. old man. I don't know what, <laughs> what that voice was. Um, one of the other, re- other than money, one of the reasons men enter uh, into stripping is to show off their bodies. Yeah. Good for them. Yeah. It's like, I mean, if I, mean, I was jacked, but... I would take off my shirt too. Yeah. Except no, maybe I don't know. No, I wouldn't. Like I mentioned before, even even when I was jacked, I like would not ever no. Mm-mm. But that's because I was super fucked up in the head about it. And now you're not. <laughs> <laughs> no, I yeah, I have weird body stuff too. Um, which is why I'm gonna not eat and lose a bunch of weight. Great. Uh, yeah. So that's the difference between male and female dancers. Interesting. Yeah. Do you want to ask more questions about things I don't know? <laughs> Or do you want to do your I mean, segment? I do. I very much I, do. I appreciate you holding it back to just <laughs> 14 of them. <laughs> okay, great. Cool. Is it my turn? Yeah. Yeah. I wanted to talk about my trip to Houston. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. So I went to Houston for my fraternity's national conference. It happens every other summer. And this time it was in Houston. Because who doesn't love Houston in late July? <laughs> Being from Houston, I hate Houston. Well, I hate Houston in all seasons, but yeah, stupid idea. So save the people who are going to New Orleans in a couple weeks. Yeah, right. That's also going to be a little, little muggy. A little muggy, little, little hot, little, little sweaty. Mm-hmm. Whatevs. Yeah. So I went to a place called Tony's Corner Pocket, which is not, it's, adjacent to the Montrose neighborhood, which is the neighborhood in, mm-hmm. in Houston, but it's not actually in it, but it's close-ish. Mm-hmm. It is a Go-Go Boy bar. Now, I've been to Go-Go Boy bars before. There's, we've been to several yeah. together. This one wins first prize in handsiness. Ooh. Wait. Uh, among whom? Both parties. Wow. Yeah. So it's the kind of place that like you're just sitting there at the bar and a a person wearing only tiny, tiny, tiny Speedo trunks <laughs> will come and just start massaging you hmm. and striking a conversation with you. And I wanted to talk about like two things in this segment. Uh, the first was just my whole experience there. Yeah. But also I want to talk about like we have dramatically different feelings, thoughts, opinions, experiences when it comes to strip clubs yeah and and let's explore that yeah. a, a little yeah. bit so wait did you were this time did you go with other people or were you by yourself i went by myself once and i brought a herd of people with me the second time huh yeah so i want to talk about alexis alexis is the nicest car you can buy yeah <clears throat> yes he is also oh. a stripper oh okay at, at okay. tony's corner pocket so 
he said that he was 30, but I was just sitting there and, you know, at, at the bar, everything is like at chest level, nipple level or whatever. And he came up and was like near me and, and talking just beautiful. <laughs> He's beautiful, 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 beautiful. And he had, um, glasses on like nerdy glasses on in like that super crazy ass sexy kind yeah. of way. Yeah. And just ripped and you know i like him brown he's from el salvador mm. and so it had crazy deep olive skin which everybody in houston is tanner anyway because it's texas yeah because um, you have to be yeah but um anyway we were just chatting and uh, i gave him some money and and he like rubbed my back a little bit and i grabbed onto his ab region mm. and um, we had a conversation. It was great. He's 30. He's from El Salvador and uh, is straight. He told me he's straight, that he yeah. is there because he knows that he can use what he has to get money from gay guys. And he said um, this this was a, a bit into our conversation, too. He didn't lead with all of that. <laughs> he said um, he didn't want to lie, that he, he could tell that I good person and that but he didn't want to lie to me when i asked him so are you gay or straight or bi or whatever and he, he's like well i'm straight i'm not gonna lie to you about that hmm. um i wondered like what the game is of like you know is is that is that true do you is it better to or for other people do they is it better to pretend like you're gay or is it better to pretend like you're straight because right. that's like having a fantasy there like i that's that dynamic must be really interesting so and and you know we went to the corner pocket i don't know why it's tony's corner pocket in houston it's just the corner, the pocket, corner pocket in new orleans yes every gay bar every every gay city has broadway and a corner pocket yeah apparently yep and then um in portland there's the silverado which mm-hmm. is full frontal nudity. We took you yep. there for Trevor and I's bachelor party. Yep. And we also went to a female strip club for you you and Trevor's bachelor party. Yeah, because I had a bunch of fraternity brothers that yeah. were... Yeah, it was a mixture of straights and gays. Yeah, that was a fun night, actually. I hope you have were like more fun than discomfort <laughs> <laughs> that's like any social experience i'm like if i have slightly more fun than discomfort it's cool that doesn't always happen but no no, no i had a lot of fun so in all three of those cases uh the the two corner pockets and the silverado and i've been to others but let's just limit it to those three over half of the dancers are straight or at least they say they are and it leaves me wondering are they actually straight are they straight but not narrow are they bi are they actually gay and just saying that they're straight so that they don't get hit on by people that they don't mm. want to get hit on by hmm. it's just it's it's interesting to me i don't know what to believe yeah I yeah, guess. yeah i think that's part of where my discomfort is of like i don't know a, a lot of what you're saying makes me very uncomfortable just like when you're mm. talking about having Alexis mm-hmm. stand up beside you and start talking to you and you talk and then you're like touching him but like you're he I don't know like it just it, it like it feel like every, what he's doing it is to get money from you and like but I mean he may of course be enjoying it as well but it just yeah. feels like that entire interaction to me feels uncomfortable and then it like that it's in public and you can I don't know I just ugh. so he uh he went around the bargain he left to go talk to other people people get money from other people Were you jealous um a little bit really no, yeah sure <laughs> but then there's also 
that's Sorry. part that must be part of the game too like i'm gonna leave a little bit so he misses me and he wants me back and yep yep oh man yep absolutely it is uh too many things i want to say at the same time so he he went around the bar and then he came back and when he came back the second time he walked up from the other side from my right side and just like the underwear that he was wearing allowed him to just like flop his massive dick onto my thigh i had no idea he had a giant <laughs> dick until he like went around the bar and came back and it was like sweet jesus it's like a fucking pork loin in there <laughs> it was ridiculous so then you know he came back and you just came <laughs> <laughs> but i was like that made me uncomfortable a oh really bit. yeah because there's something about um i mean first that's a little bit violating right but he also knew that i would be into it so is it really but we didn't negotiate that. There was no consent there of like, put, put, like put your genitals on me. Yeah. I mean, it, um, it seems hard to like, at the same time, he didn't ask consent to rub your back. Like, it, right. It, right. It does seem like, uh, I think this is where I struggle with the whole consent thing. I think a lot of things like you have to negotiate as you go, like you can't upfront list out what are all the things that I consent to and don't. Yeah. And so that's where it's like, there are some societal boundaries that we should know our thing. But if I'm in a strip club and I've been already talking to this guy and flirting with him and his penis touches my leg, you're, you're allowed to be like, no, I don't want that. But it's that's yeah. doesn't yep. feel so violating, even though you're right. It was unwelcome. It wasn't, it wasn't like unwelcome. A, but oh. He didn't know that. Oh, right, 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 right. So yeah, that's the sort of conundrum, right? Yeah. Like, I mean, yeah, I, I, I think you, you have to kind of make some of those assumptions along the way. You're not going to get a hundred percent consent. I mean, and there are probably people that say you should get consent between yeah. every single thing you do. So, um, unlike the, unlike the corner pocket in new Orleans, where I saw lots of dicks, they're not supposed to actually show them, but they do mm -hmm. not so much in Tony's corner pocket in Houston. Mm. They would often like, you want to put money in their shorts. So they would like, open their shorts like three feet in front of them <laughs> so that you could see everything while you're putting the money in there. But that's different than, yeah. you know, what we saw in, in new Orleans. Um, but I, so I, I, I tipped him and then he like grabbed my hand and put it on his dick. Oh, and I was like, okay, <laughs> how do I feel about this? <laughs> this is m massive <laughs> and, and fun. And, um, now I'm sad that you're straight would I pay you more money to fuck me if you weren't straight? Cause huh. I know you're not into me. Like, like <laughs> it was just, that was, it was interesting, but this sort of leads back to your discomfort with the whole yeah. thing. I think that my comfort with all of it is rooted in the fact that I know that this is just a transaction. Right. Like, right. right. I, I, I know I'm, I'm giving money to this person and I know that they are giving me in return, whatever we sort of, it's unspoken a lot of it, but like yeah. whatever we have negotiated yeah. for this price. A so, a so service, you're paying money for a service. Yeah. And I, I think that's a very like logical, like <laughs> Myers-Briggs T oh. kind of a way to think about it. Yeah. And I think that you have a harder time divorcing them from their humanity, from their personhood, from their feelings. Like, yeah. like your maybe empathy they, about the whole thing kicks in. Yeah. Like, do you want to be here or not? Or like, just, I'm always like being self-conscious. It's always like, and, and I probably a little bit of like shame about sex and stuff. Like other people can see me doing this. Mm -hmm. And what does that say about me and my, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know, what I'm interested in and my sexuality and, there yeah i 
It's just, it, I'm, I'm so uncomfortable at strip clubs, even like, I mean, go-go boys are, or, or like people that are like dancing in their cage or whatever, like that's, that's fine. But most like, but I don't have to, they're doing their thing. They're over there. I get to watch. And, and I, I, even that I try not to like stare too much. Cause that even makes me uncomfortable, even though that's, I think what they're there for, but like, <laughs> please look at me. Please. I know. I like, am even here your statistics. My, your statistics said that they do like a lot of men there. are dancing so that they will be looked yeah, at. Right. Yeah. It's just, yeah. The entire thing. It's like, I also don't like things that are kind of like phony, like, or, or, you know, I don't like rom-coms because they're just like, this is not real life. This is why I like <laughs> fucking depressing ass movies. Cause it's yeah. like, I want an authentic view of everything into like, to have this kind of like charade that you, <laughs> Do show. Sorry, I grossed myself out. <laughs> um, like that, you're just kind of all putting on this pretense. Like, I mean, I, I don't know. I, I, I could see. Like, man, I want to touch a hot body. I'll give this money to do this, but then I feel weird about myself. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I don't understand it. Um, <laughs> when I when I went home that night, when I left the club and I went, I smelled like him. Oh, because he was sexy. he was wearing he was wearing a, a fragrance that like got on me because mm-hmm. he was touching all me. over you yeah. and uh that was really hot that, that, was <laughs> yeah. like, that was the hottest part actually was after it was all over and then like here's this scent that's on huh. me and then the memory of like touching this person and um he's just so fucking hot so <laughs> hot and uh so that was fun you know is there a thing about being having a fetish for smell I guess there has to be because people like pits and stuff, but like, yeah, yeah. I'm just wondering if there's like a whole other thing of like, like the rawhide in New Orleans. The I don't know if you remember the, the there's a sign on the door that says no cologne. And oh they, and they yeah, pre- yeah. They prefer that you don't wear deodorant. Yeah. Um, and it's that's because it's. Do you this. ever go to like a hookup and you're like, should I put on deodorant or not? Like, are they <laughs> not that I like actively like really focus on my pitular region, mm-hmm. but like you never know. Like you don't want to be like have all this deodorant and then they like start doing stuff and they're like oh well now i'm just chewing like little chunks of old spice or whatever oh yeah i mean no i i don't <laughs> i i don't worry about those things but i understand why somebody would yeah like f- for me i just i do my normal routine mm. and this is again like the i'm always thinking of like what's their comfort and are they okay but also i re- like there's something weird about people I, th- I think it's also a little like it's very vulnerable to be a patron there because that is saying very publicly this is what I, my interest my sexual interest and this is what I want and I want to touch you and I'm going to do that it's like it's yeah. it, it actually seems like very vulnerable to be there and admit those things that sure. I yeah well and and um so I, I went twice in Houston I went the first time by myself and the second time I was there with I brought three fraternity brothers, three gay fraternity brothers. And m- I observed my own behavior was dramatically different. Hmm. And I think it's in this space. I didn't want them to see what I was into. Oh. So I became self-conscious. So when it was a bunch of strangers, when it was a bunch of randos, I didn't care. Huh. Judge me all you want to. You fuckers are here too. Yeah. But when it was people that I have a relationship with that I'm going to continue to have a relationship with because we're in the same fraternity, then I was like, oh God, don't be too forward. Don't yeah. stare too long. Don't don't let them see which go-go boy I'm most into. I wonder if you, you have, like once you become friends with someone, you have a hard time seeing them as sexual. You don't sleep with your friends. I wonder if that's connected to like the... Once I, if I know you and have a friendship with you, 
what are you going to think about me yeah. and my sexual interests and what I want? Which is weird because I'm so vanilla for the most part that like, <laughs> it's not like I do anything crazy that yeah. they would then go and tell people. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. It's, um, but, but I but, think you're right. I think you're right. Like it doesn't have fear. to make sense. There's still yeah, a feeling. There's there. a fear of judgment regardless. Like just, I mean, and this is the like back to like the puritanical beliefs of like sex. Like we're supposed to have shame for the thing that we all want. It'd be like if we were all ashamed that we had to eat food and all did it in private. It's yeah. like, this is stupid. Well, some we people all, do that. That's true. I, do. <laughs> I would, this is not what we were talking about, but like when I, gayish this is not what we were talking about (laughs) in a relationship sometimes i would wait for him to leave so i could do whatever dirty dirty food thing i was gonna do and then he'd come back and and i'd be like he'd be like where's that bag of m&ms that we bought and i was like (laughs) (laughs) yeah so i definitely do some shame eating so uh i got to massage his giant giant dick for a little while and then mm. he went away again and then he had to dance because their whole shtick there is that every night is a stripping competition mm. and so everybody has their moment on the stage when they're not on the stage they're mingling in the crowd and and putting their junk on dude's <laughs> legs or whatever um then the drag queen that was doing all of the emceeing for the competition big old quotes around the word competition <laughs> Um, when she announced Alexis, she said two quick things. Number one, yes, it's real. (laughs) Number two, don't poke your eye out. And then (laughs) he came out and he had gotten, he, he was hard when he came out. And again, not full frontal, like all, all of them always had underwear on. Mm-hmm. I don't know where they buy these magic underwear that like are, are there and stay on, but also like might as well not be there. Yeah. <laughs> um, and just, it, that was, that might've been too much for me. Like, like I'm kind of glad that he was straight and not interested in because good Lord, it was, it was ridiculous. Ah, and, but then he um, he didn't win that night. But the second night that I came, he he won the competition. Oh wow! Which is all done just by applause at the end of the night. Oh yeah, award-winning stripper. Award-winning stripper Alexis <laughs> from El Salvador. <laughs> um, also, I'm debating the ethics of this maybe, but uh, I I found him on Facebook. Should I post a picture? That's no, maybe not okay. No, all right, I would go no. Okay. I thought you were going to say that I absolutely do that level of stalking of people. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Just, I also wondered, like, what does this person do? Hmm. How much of that is just, just magic? Got a big dick and and hard abs. How much of that is magic genetics? Yeah. Oh, How many hours a day does he work out to look like that? Yeah. And, like, what is the, what are the chances of being, like, so dick size is a funny thing because you you can't you don't choose it right (laughs) nobody can change like there's like maybe surgeries but most of them are awful like like it's just pretty much like god gives you what he gives you and you deal with it so uh i don't know i'm just always fascinated by like what must it be like to be that person Mm. that's what that is one of those weird things i think all the time like we i will never experience life of having a giant floppy dick. Like mm-hmm. that's just not ever going to be a thing I ever get to experience in this life. Yep. And it's unless there's like, we can upload our consciousness into the cloud and, and live in different 
giant dicked individuals. Giant dicked bodies. In, <laughs> John in, become John Ham for a day or whatever. In yeah, in John Ham. <laughs> um, I guess that's pretty much it. Did I want to say anything else about that? Um, he was so hot. <laughs> oh oh oh, that's good to know. So so oh, okay. Hot. The- and and I, I I will I will do the same thing in New Orleans. I'm absolutely certain of it. And I think I've decided to just be okay with that. Mm. I'm not ashamed of that. It's it's my money. They're hot. If it's what I want to do, then great. And that's what, yeah, that's literally what it's there for. I, I should probably be try to be more comfortable. Uh, like, I don't think it's because I like, it's not that I don't think they're hot or like want to touch them. I feel weird about it. So maybe I need to No, I'm just going to get drunk and stay in the corner. Okay. So, <laughs> I, okay, one. I'll try not to push you too much. For some reason, when other people push me to do it, then that public um, people can see that happening. That makes me feel a little bit better about doing it because they, uh, it's not me. He's he's gonna make me. <laughs> so yeah, make me touch some dicks. Okay. Um, <laughs> also, I remember uh, when me and Trevor uh, and you went uh, for your bachelor party, but like for the, when we went to the female strip club, Oh my God, when her vagina came out and you both like looked like you had just seen Jesus. (laughs) (laughs) What the fuck? Jesus is a woman and she hasn't shaved. (laughs) Like, um, yeah, like, uh, we were both like, it was nice to have someone else there to like, be like, "Uh, what? Uh," And we like sat there uncomfortably and drank. And like, we were both like, it's further down than I thought. Like, there's just a lot of like, (laughs) there's just like a lot of learnings. Yeah. 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 You're like fascinated in like the scientific way. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I just thought that it was higher up. It's so close to their butt. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, (laughs) we were at the dude strip club. Uh, somebody put money in Trevor's pants. (laughs) Do you remember that? (laughs) I don't. It's pretty great. That's flattering. Yeah. Um, okay. F- yeah. He's the worst. Everyone hates him. Um, <laughs> that's not true. Okay. So for my last thing that I was going to talk about, yeah. I was going to talk about how often male strippers are gay or straight. Ooh. I'm not going to, but is there like a brief synopsis of the gay versus straight thing? Just to no. like, and let's not talk about it. Okay, great. Nope. Then, then go it's ahead. literally my Patreon segment. So, uh, oh, oh God. it is. Which, oh, yeah. <laughs> Wait, do you have an <laughs> answer pretty. to what? If to, I don't have hard numbers, I have the opinions of two go-go dancers. Oh, okay. Okay. Well then read like five articles about this. Oh, okay. Wow. Okay. Awesome. Then I won't, then I'm not going to talk about anything more. I'm going to talk about, idiots because so listen if you want the real answer listen to the patreon segment uh what i what i found is this stupid fucking yahoo answers question where someone said do you think most male strippers are gay and then people posted their opinions like that's like people are so fucking stupid like (laughs) they just post it depends on what club they are stripping in if it isn't a girls club where girls go to watch guys strip then the guys are straight vice versa no, no that's the best no. answer you can't just post your opinion about this this is not in it like someone it's else not called yahoo opinion <laughs> <laughs> yahoo bullshit whatever i think today uh someone else i think the majority of male strippers are straight they might do it because it's an in-demand job that pays quite well from tips etc also, I have a pet peeve around people that write one thing in a list and then etc. Like, I need two dots to create a line. One yeah. is not enough to put it. You can't put etc. after that. It's like um, someone else. No, the straights can move well too. Two spelled T-O. Like, it, oh, God. It's just so people are so fucking like it bugs me. 
this is what's wrong with our society. Anyway, so <laughs> I'm not talking about that. Apparently Dan's talking about that in the Patreon, so that's perfect. So what I am going to do instead is we're going to figure out our stripper name. Ooh, okay. Yeah. Okay, I, I have a couple. Which reputable tool is going to do this for us? Okay, this is on. Reputable tool. That's a stripper name. <laughs> oh, that's yours. We found yours. Never mind. Segment over. This is, uh, I found a few different options. This one is beledy.net. B-E-L-E-D-Y dot net. Uh, um, B lady, B lady, but L E D Y. Oh, B lady. I don't know. Um, so, Mike, what is the third letter of your first name? It O C. It's either C, one, it's either C or K. What do you want to use? My birth certificate is C. So C. Official, official. Mm-hmm. Okay, your mm-hmm. f- first. It's uh, like your horoscope, right? Like you got to use your actual rising yeah. sun, sun star sign. Yeah. Cool. Uh, okay, Lucky is your first. Lucky. Uh, the second letter of your last name. Oh. I had to think about where the H went. I'm glad you said that. <laughs> leather. Lucky. This is getting good. good. Leather. Lucky okay. Leather. The third letter. Oh, wait. And then the third letter of your last name. H. H. That's where the H is. Rod. Lucky Leather Rod. <laughs> I, I feel like we were on a good trajectory, but I don't necessarily like Lucky Leather Lad or something would be maybe a little bit better. My dad's name is Ron, and we always thought Ron Johnson was a great porn, oh, porn yeah, name. Oh, yeah, it doesn't need to change his name at all. <laughs> okay, wait, so... Lucky Leather Rod. <laughs> um, my Let's see, what mine would be the third letter of my first name. Do I know what that is? L. Tex. Oh, my God. What do you do if your name is Bo? You're invited out of the club. <laughs> you're, you're, you're asked to leave, please. Uh, Tex. Okay, the second letter of my last name. It's which Tex? Is, Tex, that's my first name. And you're from Which Houston. Is so that's weird. so weird. I know. Belady.net might be more insightful than we thought. Um, so blue. Tex blue. Spell blue. <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately, it's the stupid way. Um, uh, and the third letter of your last name. Balls. <laughs> oh, wait. Sorry. That's Z. No, that's not the third letter of my last name. I just saw balls and got distracted. T. Uh buns tex blue buns <laughs> well, the balls would have been better tex blue balls yeah that, okay that's not good for anybody involved maybe that's your kink you know how people like uh, one of people's kinks is uh like not peeing and like saving up pee just till the last moment okay yeah that we talked about that on water sports water I think. sports yeah did we i don't know um We've talked for so many hours. Yeah. <laughs> it's hard to know. Um, I, maybe blue balls is like someone's fetish. I guess edging. That's a fetish. Um, okay. So I'll, maybe we'll post this link. This is, it's been a long time since I've promised to post a link anywhere, but I'll maybe, maybe really try to do it this time. Um, another option. Your stripper name is the color of your underwear. And the last thing you ate. <laughs> Both Mike and Dan. <laughs> actively looked at their Mike what are you gray muffin (laughs) Dan what you got blue protein shake (laughs) hot yeah yeah mine is like greenish green greenish peanuts (laughs) I don't think that's good okay and then this is not name generator but then I was looking at other there are people that post this to be like what are funny stripper names or what are good stripper names? Two different sites I had had the name Teddy Bear Jones. 
is an option. Uh, there's also Bullwhip Bob, Backdoor Barney. Backdoor Barney. Adonis Thunderbolt. Ooh. Dangelbert Humperdick. That's a little bit too... That's a little <laughs> that's bit too much. One. I don't like that at all. Uh, Dallas Thoroughgood. Dangelbert Humperdick. No, oh, you're... T- I can't. Um, I can't. Leaf Magon. That seems like it was a joke if I pronounced it right, but I don't get it. Life Magan? Life Magon? Anyway. Dangelbert Humperdick? You're you're going with that? Yeah. All right. All right. <laughs> Beautiful. I think I'm sticking with uh, text blue balls. Not buns. Nah. You're just going to override that and go with button balls. Yeah, I think so. Okay. Great. <laughs> do you have anything else you want to talk about? No. Oh. Did we do it? Yeah. Should we take a break? Let's take a break. <laughs> Let's take a break. Go, go, go. This is the part where Mike and Kyle take a break. So are, are we back? We're back. <laughs> We're back. <laughs> uh, we are going to do our gays and straightest. We're going to do our gays and straightest, but first. But first. Our website is gayishpodcast.com. You had a moment of like, wait, what do we do now? Well, no, I was debating whether to do a thing I'm going to do before or after the contact information, and I'll do it after. Oh, so our website is gayishpodcast.com. Wow, building the tension. I yeah. like it. Um, we are on so much social media, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube. Uh, yeah, at gayishpodcast for slash gayishpodcast. And Dan is telling me some. Oh, Discord. Um, um, one of our uh, listeners, uh, Brandon, created a Discord server that I, we mentioned before, but now um, Mike, Kyle, and I, wait, Mike, Dan, and I are all in and occasionally chatting every now and then, but it's like a really cool community. It's it's really awesome how much work you put into like setting that up, and there are a lot of people that share uh, anything ranging from safe to work, safe for work, chit chat and help and mental health support to support you just it's cool i can't talk apparently and uh and all the way to like naked people and stuff and <laughs> you can see who dan fucked and um so yeah join that if you want to our hotline you can send us text messages or leave us voicemails is 5855-GAYISH that's 585-542-9474 standard rates apply and our email is gayishpodcast at gmail.com yeah. What's the thing you were going to Oh, do? so I did want to mention briefly that, of course, we'll be appearing at the Pride 48 podcast, Queer Podcast Festival in yeah. New Orleans. Our time slot will be Sunday afternoon at 1 p.m. We will be at the Holiday Inn Superdome. 1 p.m. Central? Central. Central. Yep. Cool. Uh, so if you can make it in person, it's still possible to get tickets. Uh, if you're not able to make it in person, we will be live streaming that same day Mm -hmm. that's uh i didn't say the actual date though it's sunday the 18th of august 2019 (laughs) at 1 p.m uh also i wanted to mention briefly that big fatty had his 3000th episode last week uh when he started it he he does five 20 minute shows a day and has been doing it for whatever do the math is five a week a week five 20 minute shows a week (laughs) even i have a limit on how much big fatty i want to listen to (laughs) Yeah, I don't think he would want to listen to himself that much. Um, but it's, uh, it's just, it's a huge milestone to have 3,000 episodes of a podcast. It's pretty, pretty interesting. That's insane. That's, that's really cool. Uh, he promised us all he was going to stop at 3,000, <laughs> but then um, Pride48 raised $3,000 and uh, over their live streaming weekend in June, and he's going to continue but he's not going to continue at the same pace. He's already taken a day off and has said he's going to 
if he wants to take time off, he will and mm. not feel pressured to keep doing it. Oh, that's good. Which, you know, that's kind of like the podcast equivalent of going out to pasture. You know, <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> I'll, oh. <laughs> I'll, I'll show up when I want to. <laughs> I mean, okay. But. Wow. I, I listen to every episode. Yeah. Don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> it's 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 like taking LSD and then sitting on your couch. You're like, what am I? Why am I? What's happening all around me? <laughs> but it's fine. Yep. Um, yeah, that's it. Uh, gayest and straightest. Yeah. Okay. Uh, okay. So my gayest thing was, I was talking to one of my friends and I mentioned RuPaul's Drag Race. Yeah. And he was like, what? Yeah. And I was like, what? <laughs> and he was like, what? <laughs> I had to back up and like he had I thought this was a joke or like I didn't know like he had no concept of what RuPaul's Drag Race was yeah. and I like there are I, people in the world I get it's just <laughs> I'm not even into RuPaul's Drag Race I mean I've watched some of it like I think it's good but I, I it's just I did, so I was like doing this the whole time I was like what are you talking about and he was like what is this thing and I had to be like it's a TV let's start with it's a TV show <laughs> sort of the very, yeah, I, he was just hanging out with three self-proclaimed fag hags and I said text them right now ask if they know what it is and he started to text and he was like how do you spell it and I said spell it however you want and he went R-O-O -O. <laughs> I was like oh my god I don't I just don't understand of course they replied like have you been living under a rock so um, the straightest thing yep. which you mentioned in the Patreon segment but we uh, went to some of our friends place who now live in Ballard in Seattle which Ballard it's where fun goes to die it's where <laughs> bros go to high five <laughs> I think <laughs> I might want to move there because they were talking about how bro it is but it's like it's outside of my my little gay neighborhood that just is filled with gay weirdos and that's what I like and going to their straight people commune of Ballard and yeah that's yep. my straightest yep they yep. gave me they fed me rosés so it helped <laughs> it helped ease the yeah what about you uh the straightest thing about me this week this morning I went through the drive-thru at Starbucks and um the the person that was helping me when I pulled you did up, that because you're hungover <laughs> I did that because I, I was hungover, yeah. That's like your move, your hungover move. Yeah, oh, it's great. Get a <laughs> sausage and cheddar breakfast muffin sandwich thing, and then uh, like a massive coffee. Mm -hmm. That's yeah. that's all I want when I can barely survive. Yeah. <laughs> um. So I don't know. I'm reasonably confident that this person was assigned male at birth, but their name tag said Mimi, and they were wearing a lot of queer paraphernalia. Hmm. Uh, and so I'm, I'm going to say they, but I don't know mm -hmm. how they identify. But, uh, I said to them, I love your shirt. Cause it was a Starbucks corporate pride mm. shirt. And then they looked at me and for that instant, I could tell they thought that I was straight. Mm. They thought that I was trying to be like a straight savior or something. Yeah. And they made this horrible face <gasps> at me and they were like, it's corporate pride. And then, like, gave me my coffee and I moved on with my life. Um, but just, like, I realized in that instant, in my Jeep, looking hungover, <laughs> I, that this person thought that I was straight. Oh. And That's one of the things I, yeah, I mean, it's actually, like, since painting my fingernails, I feel like part of what I like about it is it's one thing I can be like, no, I'm gay. It, you shouldn't, ha painting your fingernails shouldn't be a gay thing, but it, like, people assume that, like... 
and and especially in those scenarios i want to be like yo i'm gay but i'm gay dog like i'm so gay like I, you know it's just like yeah yeah i hate i hate that i know i know that feeling and i hate it yep yep you're like no i'm one of you yeah yeah exactly exactly um the gayest thing about me this week so when i was in houston i hooked up with a guy on grinder and mm. uh, to blow him and um how is this the first okay okay we talk we've been hanging out this weekend as regular human friends how dare you I know, how do i not actually and sometimes you'll say things and i pretend to not know them and go along with them for the podcast i didn't know this wait was this were you talking about this and then he shut us down for talking about the sex we had was that was that i don't remember that happening i shut down what? sex talk why would i do that in facebook messenger you were like you, you guys stop bragging about your fucking sexual exploits oh maybe i Did think I you were wasted yeah, yeah yeah oh no wait let me finish I, my I story retra- no i retract that talk to me about sex i'm sorry i said that <laughs> okay okay so i'm blowing this guy <laughs> great I, I i tell him how much i like my nipples played with mm-hmm and he just goes to town. Yeah. Yeah, he does. And uh, hurt like a motherfucker <laughs> for like three days. I had chafed kind of bleeding nipples that hurt so bad. I like we were out. We were out at the bars at a karaoke bar on Sun. Uh, yeah, Sunday. And I was holding my beer to my nipple mm. because the cold made it feel a little bit better. Oh, man. OK, question. Did you. I'm guessing you liked it in the moment. No, I would have told him to stop, but my mouth was full. (laughs) (laughs) Were you also eating a hamburger? What (laughs) do you mean? Um, Oh, wow. Yeah. I was going to say, isn't it nice when you can say what you want and then you get it, but you were not able to say, like, please stop. Right. Right. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. I I said what I wanted and then I got punished for it, which is why I should (laughs) never do that again. Okay, was a little bit of you turned on by the later having like bruised nipples? No, it just hurt. It just it just hurt. See, like that's the thing I like about like like rough and violent sex is like later you can be like, ah, this bruise mark, this bite mark, like that's a couple. I enjoy that. A couple of days later, when it stopped hurting and it was just kind of like itchy and sensitive, that Mm -hmm. was pretty great. Like. That felt good, like just having a mm. shirt on and walking around. <laughs> it was like, yeah. Anyway, huh. it was it was intense. <laughs> uh, so that's it. That's it. Uh, <laughs> on that note, yeah, this has been gayish. A uh, special thank you to uh, Tex Blue Balls and Dangerbert <laughs> Humperdick. <laughs> oh my God! A special thank you to all the male go-go boys that give us what we want and take our money for it. <laughs> Uh, yep. Uh, thank you to Alexis's parents for giving him that dick and that body. <laughs> okay. Sweet Jesus. Yeah. Uh, yeah. This has been Gayish. I'm Mike Johnson. I'm Kyle Getz. Until next week, be butch, be fabulous, be you. See you next week. See you next week. And see you in New Orleans. Eventually. Eventually. Bye. Bye. So many mic issues. Okay. This is the part where Mike and Mike make a mic. <laughs> <laughs>